0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a younger product?
1: It's to be Jeff. The green rise to the top for oh, yeah.
0: And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. They sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount
2: Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 244 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother,
1: not storyline brother,
2: Scott. Scott, say hello.
1: Hello. Scott, what is going on, man? Well, Jeff, this week... I have Miami Cola coursing through the veins, which is kind of different. I don't have that one very often, but uh, we hit the store the other day. We grabbed a couple, threw them in the cart. Miami Cola was one, one of my favorite flavors. Aside from that, got a new mic. Thank you very much, brother, for hooking me up with that over the weekend. So testing out that tonight, testing out a new computer. Look at us moving on up. So putting some upgrades into the audio on the show, which is a good thing. And aside from that, I'm excited to talk some wrestling figures with you.
2: And this past week, I should say weekend,
1: Dad got his chair. He did. What an event that was, man. And to everybody that chipped in on that thing, thank you so much. The fully posable listeners that chipped in, the Chick-fil-A listeners that chipped in. Truly, truly appreciate what you guys did. Randy, massive thanks to you for coming up with that idea. I don't want to get too, too into it. I'm sure most of you already saw the video, but to put it simply, You didn't just make his day. You probably made the last decade for him, maybe the last 25 years for him. I think he was happier on Saturday getting that chair than he was when you and I graduated, Jeff. Like, what a moment for him just to be recognized (laughs) and to finally get rid of that god-awful computer chair that he had and get the new one. The fact that it came from you guys meant the world to him. And just to everybody involved, thank you so much. Shout out Shannon on doing the editing, by the way. All right. All right. Wait a second. She's getting a, a, a lot of credit for doing editing here.
2: Shannon did a terrific job editing the uh, the video file down. She did a great job.
1: <laughs> okay. What? Great job, babe. You killed it on the editing. Well done.
2: Was there something I'm missing?
1: I had nothing to do with it at all. It was 100% Shannon and, and her beautify instinct to everything. And she just did an incredible job. Well done, babe.
2: You said that very reluctantly.
1: Not at all. It was 100% her. I had nothing to do with it. Nothing. (laughs) She recorded, she edited, she did an amazing job. Well done. The video is perfect.
2: I've had a sore throat for a month.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I will say the Benny Hill music was my idea though.
2: Oh, that was your
1: idea. That was fantastic. Yeah, you could put that music to anything, and it makes it hilarious. <laughs>
2: uh, but yeah, I don't think we've ever made dad that proud. I, he didn't cry when we graduated. He didn't cry um, when you got married. He didn't cry when I got married. He, he no. He gets a chair, and oh my god, waterworks are coming. Thirty seconds in, he's Ric Flair and all over the place.
1: Yeah, exactly. You would think that, uh, or you would think that Ric Flair retired for the fifth time. With as much waterworks were going on. But it was awesome. It was a great moment. It meant the world to him. Not to just make a big joke out of it. But it it meant the world to him. He absolutely loved it. So again, to everybody that was involved, that contributed to Randy's idea, just thank you guys so much.
2: Yeah, shout out Randy as well, too, for sending over that video.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, that definitely was the big cherry on top.
2: This show is going to be action-packed. We're going to have sparklers. We're going to have fire. We're going to have explosions. We're going to have... All this stuff. Thunderdome, fully posable this week. This week, we have news, listener, and who did it better. It's action-packed, Scott.
1: Did you say sparklers and action-packed all in the same sentence? Yeah, dude. I was just clarifying that. Okay. What? I don't know what Fourth of July parties you're attending, where sparklers are like the highlight, but sad.
2: Oh, dude, it's all over the place. Sparkler, sparkling apple
1: cider. (laughs) Good for you, dude. Thank you. (laughs) But we
2: need to move on with the show. (laughs) You can get any of our shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or Whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable Instagram Fully Posable WFP. Have you checked out Fully Podcast.com? Well, you absolutely should because over there we are redoing that site. New stuff going up all the time except right now. So we'll be doing that soon, though. There will be a creative writer's corner or something for a writer that uh, reached out to us. And he wants to talk about things that he's passionate about. And one of the things that he's passionate about is wrestling figures. And he wanted to do something with us. So I said, send us some of your stuff and we'll put it on the site. So we're going to have that. We got to come up with a clever title for that one, though.
1: Creator's Corner is not the clever title?
2: No, because Creator's Corner is the people that do figure photography or do stuff with wrestling.
1: Okay. I think we're a couple of creative guys, so I'm sure we can come up with something for that.
2: We'll have it a uh, fully posables writing team. And it'll just be that guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fully posables tree of woe. <laughs>
2: If you like to check out any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable. You can check us out on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Scott, I don't have the iPod this week. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, well, that's okay. I'm sure it was a, a glowing five-star review from none other than Vince McMahon himself praising our wrestling figure podcast. Uh,
2: yes, I think it was. it was. It was like Vince underscore McMahon underscore 23.
1: Right. Legit. Totally legit
2: didn't have a blue check mark but that's okay
1: no i'm willing to accept it as vince himself
2: well thank you vince underscore mcmahon 23
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't have believed it if it was 22 or 24 but you put the 23 on there that's legit (laughs) you can send us any audio questions questions or anything else at all
2: to fully wfp at gmail.com scott why don't you hit up our buddies over at foco
1: jeff yes Do you want to prove you're the undisputed world heavyweight champion of WWE fandom? Of course you do, and FOCO.com is here to help. With FOCO's WWE bobbleheads, you can play the game with Triple H, let in the fiend Bray Wyatt, and break some glass with Stone Cold Steve Austin. FOCO's line of WWE bobbleheads includes all your favorite superstars and legends from then, now, and forever, including The Undertaker, The Rock, Edge, John Cena, AJ Styles, Ronda Rousey, Andre the Giant, and more. These bobbleheads from FOCO are handcrafted and hand-painted to depict the biggest names in sports entertainment, making them must-haves for fans and collectors alike. Don't miss out on these awesome collectibles. Head to FOCO.com now. That's FOCO.com, F-O-C-O.com, where at checkout. Put in code WFP10. Save 10% on everything in your cart.
2: Foco.com WFP10 saves you 10%. That just doesn't save you on wrestling bobbleheads. It saves on baseball bobbleheads, football bobbleheads. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan like me, they got a sweet Stefan Diggs bobblehead going on over there that you can pick up. Bunch of stuff for everyone over there that is into sports or entertainment. They even have DC stuff going on, so check that out. Foco.com WFP10 gets you 10% off. Scott, did you do any toys spotting?
1: No. Okay.
2: So what'd you find at that target?
1: (laughs) No, I honestly didn't do any toy spotting dude. Seriously. It's been a dry spell lately. So nothing new to report. No wrestling figures, no GI Joe news. I will say that I did get my superstar Billy Graham from you over the weekend. And wow, just wow. Not only was it surprising that he actually got a WWE figure recently, considering bad blood with him in WWE. But holy crap, did Mattel absolutely kill it on that figure. It is incredible. And I love how they were able to pull off two generations of superstar Billy Graham by simply putting an extra head in the box. Incredible job by Mattel. Has to be up there in the top 10 figures of the year. For sure it will be on my list. Well done, Mattel. The the pictures that you've seen, if you haven't held it in person yet, don't do that thing justice. When you have it in person, you're just like, oh my gosh, the the sculpting job on it, the outfit that they put him in, incredible job by Mattel. So was super happy to get that one hung up on the wall. But aside from that, Jeff, no toy spotting.
2: That superstar Billy Graham, I'm thinking might be figure of the year.
1: Uh, It it could be. I mean, I'm thinking Io Shirai, but we'll see, dude. It's it's one of those things you got to put them all side by side at the end of the year and see what's what. But man, that Billy Graham is an incredible figure.
2: Oh, good call, EO. That could be the greatest female figure ever
1: made, so. There's arguments to be made, absolutely. Yeah,
2: that would be one of those you have to have in hand. Uh, Let me see, what did I get? I do want to shout out Nate, ring skirts. So he sends over this flat box. I pop open the flat box, and inside is a picture of the great Buffalo Bills running back, Thurman Thomas. And it's on a plaque. And Nate said that he used to be a Buffalo Bills fan When he was younger because his house was a bunch of Giants fans. So Nate sent over this Thurman Thomas plaque because he was a Buffalo Bills fan. He was just kind of going against the grain with his family. So anyways, I got the Thurman Thomas plaque. He also included a handmade ring skirts, exclusive himself, big Josh ax handle that Nate customized, painted up. You can plop into big Josh's hand. I thought that was fantastic. Such a thoughtful idea. He said that the axe handle will save me a few dollars. I do want to thank Nate for that. I also picked up Matt Riddle off of Mercari for a fantastic price. And I also picked up a couple of deluxe classics, Jack's Deluxe Classics. I got Scott Hall and Brutus Beefcake.
1: Oh, very nice. Look at the collections growing every week now, dude, by one or two. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't say every week. It's, it's growing. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like Jay Leno? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) minus the chin. Oh yes. Anyways, yeah, I picked up those figures, and outside of that, nothing really to mention out here. Nothing, no figures. I made a boo boo, and I actually owe Tim a chair shot of an apology. Uh oh. He messaged me last Friday, and he goes, "Hey bro, he goes your uh, numbers over at Alameda Target jumped up." I said, "WWF elites did," and he goes, "Yeah." Well, I was working, and I had forgotten about it after I got off work because he messaged me at lunch and I was thinking, I was like, okay, I can take a jog down to Alameda Target to see what they got. I got off work, dude, and I totally spaced. Oh, no. I forgot. I remembered like, I think it was like Sunday because Saturday I had a lot going on. But but Sunday I like remembered and like the numbers weren't as good, I guess. (laughs) But Of course. I messed up. I apologize, to him. That was my bad, dude. I totally forgot all about those numbers jumping.
1: Dude, you know what I've noticed about my collection lately? I'm really just buying legends. I'm not buying a lot of the figures that are coming out, like the newer New Day figures, the Matt Riddle, like going to get Io Shirai for sure. But I looked at the last few figures that I bought, and dude, a lot of them are legends. I mean, Rude, Liz... Blassie, Windy Richter, a lot of legends going up on the wall and not a lot of the newer talent. And I, I guess, I don't know, am I getting old? Like, am I just kind of interested in collecting just the legends? And I mean, it, that includes the legends line itself the Bobby Heenan, the Greg Valentine. Like, I, I don't know. It, I'm just sticking with the older guys. And I don't know what that says about my collecting habits now, but a lot of the newer ones that are coming out the the guys that are in the federation now I just I'm kind of passing on a lot of them and uh, granted a lot of them are re not re-releases but it's the same name over and over again but I'm really just focusing on legends and I don't I don't know why that is it's just that's that's kind of where my collecting lately has been leaning towards did you get the fiend yeah I did get the fiend and he's one of the newer names that I have up on the wall you're
2: going to get yoshi rai how come you're not getting matt riddle
1: I'm not really a Matt Riddle guy, dude. You're not? No. I've got him on my fantasy team, but I'm not a big Matt Riddle guy.
2: By the way, you had your draft just recently. Who did you get on your fantasy wrestling team?
1: So I made a trade with Shannon on the very last day of the season, which was SummerSlam. Okay. And I gave her Andrade, who was in a tag team title match at SummerSlam. And she traded me Shayna Baszler, who was not in any match at SummerSlam. But my strategy was to keep Shayna for this coming season. The way we have the seasons broken out, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Wrestling Fantasy League, is we go from the week after WrestleMania, so the the second Raw after WrestleMania, to SummerSlam. And then the second Raw after SummerSlam all the way through WrestleMania And points are doubled. You get points for pretty much anything that happens in the ring or backstage. But the points for SummerSlam and WrestleMania, which we consider like the end of season events, all points are doubled. And Shannon and Eddie, my co-host on Drunk Wrestling History, basically they were the two that were vying for first place. And Shannon had a decent lead, but Ed kind of had an outside shot. So the day of SummerSlam, I traded Shannon Andrade for Shayna. Ed traded basically everybody on his roster who was not in a title match away with his wife, Carissa, for people who were in title matches. And then I traded Shannon, everybody on my roster that I had that was in a title match. It basically became like the two biggest powerhouses in the league, making a crap ton of unfair trades. (laughs) So they had these stacked rosters on the last day, SummerSlam, and it made it actually a lot more fun to watch. Uh, Shannon ended up winning. So huge congrats to Shannon on winning the, uh, the summer season, but it was awesome. But with all of that said, I got Shayna in the trade and she was my number one pick for this season. She was my keeper. I got Shayna, Sasha, Matt Riddle, AJ Styles. And after that, it really just starts to kind of go downhill. I think I got Eric from the Viking Raiders who now with Ivar being out probably is going to get pushed aside. I grabbed edge. I grabbed Charlotte. Those are kind of sleeper picks that if they pop, they're going to be great. I'm hoping Charlotte comes back sooner rather than later. But I, i looking at my team. I don't think it's super, super strong, but it's decent, but I think that there's better teams in the league. So, Hey, look, I've won this thing. We've had eight seasons. Now I've won it four times.
2: Damn. Four times.
1: Yeah. Shannon's won it twice. So we've got a, a one of those old foam heavyweight title belts that we transfer back and forth to whoever wins. They keep it for the season. And Uh it's basically been at our house for over a year now. (laughs)
2: Not to brag or anything.
1: Not to brag, but I won (laughs) it back-to-back seasons. And then Shan won it. So for three consecutive seasons, it's been at our house. So it's a lot of fun. It's a blast. We have fun doing it. There's, I think, eight teams in our league. And we draft nine people off the main roster. And then we have one NXT pick. My NXT pick is um, Io Shirai. So it's just a lot of fun. It's pretty cool. But I don't think I have a super strong chance this season.
2: So who got Akam and Rezar?
1: <laughs> AEW is going to get them, dude. <laughs> uh,
2: allegedly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, you know, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I feel horrible for those guys. They are so good. I hated them at first, but they really won me over in their feuds with DIY and The Revival to where they they were one of the best tag teams on the roster as, as, as far as I was concerned, and when they hit the main roster, I was exup- I was super excited for the possibilities. They did win the tag titles. But then they just kind of fell off the map. And then they started getting injured. And you can't really have one AOP member without the other. So a singles run didn't make a lot of sense like it does for the Usos right now. And uh, it, just, it breaks my heart for those guys. You know, it's really the, the health bug that bit them. But look, NJPW... AEW impact. Any one of those promotions would be lucky to get those guys because a healthy AOP is one of the best tag teams in the world. So I wish nothing but the best for those two guys. I want to see them land on their feet and stay healthy and get a solid productive run in one of those promotions.
2: See Scott being in the wrestling business ourselves. We're famous podcasters. I don't know if you know this. But
1: podcasters.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But being in the wrestling business ourselves, that's what (laughs) talking about figures, you know, but that's still, you know, it's kind of like a, an offshoot. Yeah. We're on the fringe. That's what I call a quote unquote missed opportunity. Yeah. They had so much potential and despite the injuries, they still had it. Yes. Very uneventful in their main roster run, but it is what it is. And I'm hoping maybe they can land in New Japan and maybe kind of rebuild their division a little bit because New Japan's tag division isn't the best. And that's coming from a huge New Japan fan. But maybe an addition of them would kind of give it a little bit of a, a little bit of a boost or a bolster. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure. But look, it sucks they got released. Just bad timing, got bit by the health bug. But the one thing that I can say is at least we got a kick-ass set of elites out of them before they got released. We got a battle pack. We got their elites, which are still some of the best Mattel figures ever made in the WWE line. I love those AOP figures with the masks, killer looking figures. So at least we got those before they departed, but I truly hope nothing but the best for those guys. And I think NJPW would be an excellent landing spot for them.
2: Also when they took Paul Ellering away from them. Oh,
1: agree. And you know, what's funny. I was having that conversation. You mentioned Tim earlier. I was having that conversation with Tim and, having Ellering with them. And again, this is a wrestling figure podcast. I swear it is not a wrestling (laughs) podcast, but sometimes we get sidetracked, but having Ellering with them really gave them that extra credibility. And they did put Ellering with, with who was it? Skull and eight ball, the DOA back in the day. And that kind of really just fell flat to me. There was really something about his run with AOP that solidified them as a believable team. And they were so good in the ring. And then having Ellering with them as the mouthpiece, it really got him over. It was like watching a very young LOD all over again, where Paul really was the mouthpiece and they were the muscle. And it was really cool to watch. And I wish that would have gone to the main roster full time. Instead of them dropping Paul Ellering, like what a month after they came in or whatever it was, or a week after it was awful when they let him go. And I understand why he left. It was his decision. He didn't want to do the whole road thing. I get that. But they lost a certain something. And putting Drake Maverick with them, no offense to Drake because Drake is outstanding, it didn't have the same effect. It was almost like a comedy team at that point when you put Drake Maverick with them. But Paul Ellering gave that team strong credibility. And when they lost him, you could almost look at the chart and it was just a huge drop-off, right? And I wish he could have stayed. I wish we would have gotten that Ellering figure that we had seen that was going to be teamed up with the AOP figures. We're going to get the Build-A-Figure Ellering. That's awesome. We're going to get Rocco, too. Again, AOP was awesome, and I want to see them land on their feet somewhere and really succeed and stay healthy and get a solid run.
2: Well, regarding Ellering, that was one of those rumors that kind of sprouted up that Ellering didn't want to do the road again Yeah, because somebody did ask Ellering, and Ellering, without throwing WWE under the bus, I guess you could say, kind of basically said... I wasn't ready for the road, but that was without throwing WWE under the bus.
1: Gotcha. Okay. So
2: it is what it is. It's all wrestling stuff. But who knows? I am happy we did get those AOP figures. I love those figures. Like you said, they're some of the best that Mattel has ever done. Absolutely. They had the masks. They had the NXT titles. Fantastic work by them. And their basics. Even their basics were good. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad we did get those, but. Hopefully, they will bolster NJ... If they do go to NJPW, they'll bolster their tag division. If they go to AEW, that AEW tag division would just be on a whole different world. That would be, like, one of the best tag divisions ever. Like, ever. It's already, like, one of the best tag divisions ever. And now it's... If AOP went there... Oh, good lord.
1: Well, I could see that. If AE- if the AEW is able to get another show as is the rumor that they're going to get another two-hour show, then yes, I think by all means, sign AOP. But I think AEW's roster is already bloated for what is essentially a one, two-hour show every week format. I think the roster's too big. People are going to get lost in the shuffle quick by by having the roster that big for a two-hour show. They need that extra show in the week to really warrant the roster because they've got, what, 60-something names in the roster or something like that bringing on AOP, I'm just afraid they'd get, because they've introduced some new names over the last couple of months. And I just don't want to see guys get lost in the shuffle right away. And you've got guys that have been there since the jump and you want to see them continue to be showcased. So if you're going to keep bringing in names, i.e. Rusev, The Revival, you've got to open up to at least one more hour on a weekend or one more show during the week so that, you know you can continue to showcase these guys that you're bringing in you don't want them just to come in and then a month later they're lost in the shuffle
2: how dare you talk wrestling on a wrestling figure podcast what are you doing
1: shame on me sorry i got sidetracked <laughs> hey you brought up aop
2: i know i know that was my fault i knew you were gonna go off on a tangent too
1: <laughs> and i love aop too that sucks scott we've
2: got a little bit of news what do you say we jump into it
1: let's talk about it oh you gonna learn today
2: Scott, before we jump into the news, why do you talk about our buddies over at Manscaped?
1: Yes, guys. Head over to manscaped.com. Load up your cart with everything that you need to keep you smelling fresh from their deodorants and powders and their lotions to their shears, their lawnmower, and their weed whacker to keep you guys groomed up, looking nice. Load up your cart at checkout. Use code WFP20. Save yourself 20% and get yourself free shipping Manscaped.com.
2: And Scott, what do you have for our other toy lines?
1: For other toy lines this week, just super quick, and we're going to talk about Super 7. They've got four new Thundercats figures up for pre-order right now. It's part of their Ultimate Thundercats line. And the four figures that they announced. One of these, and again, I'm not a Thundercats expert, so I don't know which one of these it is. They said that one of these has never been made in figure form. So for you Thundercats collectors out there, you'll know which one. These are the four names. Snowman of Hook Mountain, Lynx O, Monkeyan, and Poom-Ra. Those are the four names that have been announced by Super 7. You can pre-order them now. Once they're gone, they're gone. These are almost made to order. So head on over to Super 7 and get your pre-orders in for those four new Thundercat Ultimate figures.
2: Man, I miss playing with Thundercats. I, re- I used to play with those all the time, too.
1: You were a way bigger fan of Thundercats than I was. Uh, you had Lion O Ritchie, yes, in your collection.
2: Yeah, yes, Lion O Ritchie,
1: Lion O Ritchie, and uh, hello, he was the one you were looking for. And I had, <laughs> I think you had most of the other ones, and I had Panthro. He was always my favorite. He had nunchucks, which I thought was cool, and I just liked Panthro. But I, that was it. That was the extent of Thundercats for me. You were way more into You watched the cartoons. You played with the figures. You were way heavier into it than I was for sure.
2: I may take a break on G.I. Joe and start watching Thundercats. I just may do that. Nice. I just may go back and watch those because I watch cartoons. Like if I can't sleep, so I pop on my phone, I'll start watching some stuff. Like I'll watch G.I. Joe all the time. I'll pop on Tubi. But maybe I, maybe when I get done watching G.I. Joe or if I take a break from G.I. Joe, I'll run over to Thundercats, watch some of those old cartoons.
1: There you go. Like we always say, it, dude, it's like chicken soup for the soul. Yeah, that nostalgia, it just it warms your heart, makes you happy, takes you back to a happier time. So yeah, I'm all for that, dude. Hey, throw a mask on too. And last up for the news this week, not toy related, but uh, kind of similar. We're going to talk a little bit of video games here. The next generation of game consoles... It's upon us, Jeff PlayStation five and the Xbox series X and S both. I should say, actually all three of those all coming in November, the Xbox series X and the Xbox series S both arriving on November 10th. The Xbox series X will retail for four 99. The S will retail for two 99. The PS five, Arrival date, November 12th. It also has two versions. Retailing for $4.99 for the regular version. Ooh. And if you want the digital version, it's going to be $3.99. Now, the difference between the regular and the digital version is the digital version is just that it will only play downloaded games. It will not have a slot to put a disc in, so you won't be able to watch movies that are in disc form. You won't be able to play games that are in a disc form. Everything is just stuff you download to it and play. So you can stream movies. You can do all that. It just doesn't have a physical media slot on it. And if you're okay with that, save yourself a hundred bucks. Pre-orders are already live. I would imagine they're already going to be sold out. They've been warning of shortages. And uh, that rounds out my news for the week.
2: Which one you getting? None of them. Really?
1: Yeah, none of them, dude. As it is now, my PlayStation 4 is primarily used for streaming Netflix or WWE Network or, you know, whatever else to be for GI Joe or YouTube. So I'm not really playing games on it much anymore and nothing is really grabbing me or grabbing my attention anymore. And it's just kind of, eh, okay, well, whatever. I've got my streaming stuff on there and I'm good with that, but none of the games lately have really jumped out at me. I'm a big shooter guy. I'm a big wrestling game guy. Um, the sports franchises, I love them, but, Aside from WWE and MLB The Show, nothing else has really jumped out. So unless MLB The Show next year just completely blows me away and I've got to have a PS5 for it, right now I'm just going to pass. I'm good with my PS4. Like when they come out with a game that blows me away that I can't get for anything, but and I'm a PlayStation kid, by the way, not Xbox. So once that game comes out for the PS5 that I absolutely have to go buy a PS5, then I'll get it. But for right now, I'm just good with my PS4.
2: You don't even play NHL games anymore, huh?
1: Not really, dude. No, I'm tempted to get this year's because it looks pretty good. But, uh, I don't know. And then I start to have that argument with myself that, okay, should I buy it this year or should I just wait till next year? You don't know what that next big change is going to be. But you and I had a conversation on the show a week back or a couple weeks ago about the Madden franchise, how it's kind of going downhill and EA is kind of taking some heat. And they're the ones running the NHL franchise. And the last NHL game I played I think was – gosh, two or three years ago, and it was good, but it wasn't anything that where I had to buy the following year. You know, I was okay with just kind of updating a roster or adding a name here or there through a trade, and I was good. I had the same game essentially the very next year. So again, when they announce that big game for the PS5 where I have to have it, then maybe I'll go buy one, but I'm in no rush.
2: Yeah, it seems like the EA franchise with Madden is taking a huge backlash with so many errors and then they come out with 93 patches and that's even before the game comes out and it's, it's just bad, dude.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of what 2K did with the WWE franchise last year and it's why we don't have 2K21 now and we get Battlegrounds instead. Nothing against the game. I haven't read any reviews on it yet. Um, no, I should say no official reviews. I've, I've read articles from people that have played it. And if I have to guess, it's going to probably get sixes out of 10 and three or three and a three and a half out of five based on the reviews that I read. Um, but look, if, if you liked WWE all-stars back in 2011, then chances are good. You're going to love battlegrounds. It looks like it's, it's kind of of the same ilk. For a video game. So if you're into that over the top arcade style. You're going to love Battlegrounds. If the simulations are more your thing. Like they are for me. Most likely going to be a pass. They're probably going to have some really really cool. Downloadable content for it. Uh, I did see for Bailey, They've got her new look in addition to her ponytail look. So they're even going that route. in going old school with some of the, the wrestlers. But. Uh, I don't know dude. I, I think I'm just going to hold off until 2k22. And even for a PS5. I think I'm just going to hold out as long as they keep making games for the PS4. I guess that might be my tipping point. When they stop making PS4 games, then I'll upgrade. Or if they announce that big game that I have to have, then I'll get the PS5. But just right now, I don't feel the need to upgrade. When are
2: they going to be coming out with the in your house games again?
1: <laughs> well, you know, you get a Raspberry Pi, you can play all the in your house games you want to.
2: <laughs> I love that game, dude. I played the hell out of it when we found it in Disneyland.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the WrestleMania arcade game, and you had people lining up their quarters for it. What a blast. Oh, dude.
2: So at Disneyland, they had it down in what they called the, was it Star Trader? Yes. Uh, Yeah, Star Trader. And Star Trader was this two-story video game heaven. It was right outside Space Mountain in Disneyland. Scott and Dave actually found WrestleMania. And I was like, wait, there's a a new wrestling arcade game? They're like, you guys are like, yeah, it's over at Disneyland. Because dad and I had already gone back to the hotel to go swimming and all that stuff. And you guys were like, yeah, 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 we found it in the Star Trader. So we went back to Disneyland that night because we would stay right across the street. We go back to Disneyland that night. And I played that game basically all night. I think I rode Pirates of the Caribbean and Haunted Mansion and played wrestlemania on the arcade the whole rest of the night
1: <laughs> yeah it was so much fun that was the successor to wrestlefest and comparing wrestlefest to wrestlemania it's like two different it's like apples and oranges it's not the same game at all it's Correct. more street fighter-esque as opposed to wrestlefest which was more of kind of a timing and button mashing type of thing but yeah we sure did dump a lot of quarter we used to go to disneyland oh and i think the star trader is the store attached to the arcade I don't think Star Trader was the name of the arcade. I can't remember.
2: Oh, the... that's right. You're right.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the name of the arcade itself, but it was two stories. It was inc- It's since shut down, and it used to have a humongous X-Wing inside of it. It was so awesome. But we used to go with rolls of quarters and just play so many arcade games back in the day. What a blast. But yeah, finding WrestleMania in Disneyland was awesome.
2: I think it was called Starcade. Starcade. <laughs> play on words right there
1: scott dusty roads okay that
2: (laughs) no it wasn't called starcade i'm just joking around
1: (laughs) it would have been a lot cooler if it was
2: moving on with toys scott funko new york toy con princess bride andre the giant i thought it was kind of cool dude
1: and it's oversized right
2: yes it is oversized
1: very very cool i love when they do that with andre toys dude The, the dude was larger than life so, of course, you got to make his toys way bigger.
2: I don't know if I get it. I was never a big Princess Bride fan.
1: Shame on you.
2: you like that movie?
1: Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Did you hear the story about when Andre was on set and he let out like a 25-second fart and the director stopped and he was like, Andre, are you okay? And he said, I am now, boss.
2: Classic Andre,
1: dude. Love it. Love it. <laughs>
2: Scott, as of... Right now, we don't know if this is taking over battle packs, but there is a new line coming out. It's called Showdown. So let me go over Series 1 of Showdown. They are two packs. They are basics. Sasha and Alexa. Taker and Jeff Hardy. If you're going to make Taker and Jeff Hardy, it's got to be from their ladder match on Monday Night Raw
1: 2003. Yes, absolutely. You are correct.
2: And Reigns and Balor. That is Series 1. Showdown Series 2 dose rock versus triple h booker t versus bobby lashley and cena versus orton
1: very cool so do you think that replaces battle packs
2: we'll find out there's no official word just yet
1: well i noticed that they're not calling it basics anymore they're just calling it series whatever so it wouldn't surprise me if these are going to replace battle packs and they're just kind of hitting the refresh button And they're just giving it a new name. It's still a a set of two basic figures in a package together. Just they're not battle packs anymore. Now it's called Showdown. I actually like the move. I don't hate that at all. You know, Mattel's coming up on almost 11 years now making these figures. They're going to have to hit the reset or refresh button at some point. So I have no problem with them doing it on the battle packs. I think it's a great idea.
2: I agree. Also, that Taker and Jeff Hardy, I'm really curious
1: what it's going to look like. You're right. It's got to be from that ladder match, dude. It absolutely has to be.
2: It's got some stuff on the Wrestling Figs message board from Steve Ozer. A uh, question from the handsome one. He asked, Will Walter be in special packaging? Steve says, Yes. Packaging will be themed similar to Edge, Undertaker, and Bray. For our international collectors, can you give us international collectors a little information about the distribution for the Motu line? Over here in Europe, There is almost no distributor for the line. In Germany, we have one online seller who is also the supplier for other countries, but his stock is extremely limited and already at Series 4 in stock and completely sold out. Will this change in the next weeks? Will we have a chance to start with Series 1? Is there even anything planned for Europe? Also, would be great if you could look into the issues as people start to get nervous and buy figures from U.S. sellers, accepting higher shipping quotes and taxes, which make a set of four figures easily jump to $200. Thank you. Steve said, these are available to other markets. It just boils down to enough retailer interest to bring the product in widely as opposed to a smaller scale like the one seller you mentioned. I'm always pushing for as wide availability of all of our product as possible. Hopefully, we continue to see improvements.
1: Oh, it's got to be so frustrating being overseas and not being able to get all those figures, dude. That just, oh, that would drive me nuts.
2: Regarding the Masters line, will the Masters of the WWE Universe ever come to other stores besides Walmart? None of my Walmarts have ever stocked them. That sounds like Walmart. I've gotten the first two series by overpaying for them on the secondary market. I'm done with this line. I can't find it anywhere. Steve said, these will continue to be exclusive to Walmart in the U.S.
1: Man, that ugh, it's frustrating, right? And I have to be thankful on one hand that I'm not trying to collect all of these, but that seems to be a running theme that maybe you can find one or two of the four that come out, but then two of them are near impossible. And at least if there was another store in the mix, you know, or at least an online option of some sort, you'd you'd have some sort of shot at completing all four of them. But it's almost like hitting the lottery, walking into the store at the right time and seeing all four of them just put on the pegs. That's Man, that's frustrating. It it makes me happy I'm not collecting them, but I do feel for the collectors that are trying to get all of them and not even try to get multiples, just get one. Um, I saw a post earlier today where somebody went in and all they had left were like three or four Seth Rollins. All of the other ones were gone. All the other ones were cherry picked. And that's what you're going to run into when you have just one store doing the business.
2: Oh, wait, just Seth Rollins? No AJ Styles? That that dude should be lucky. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yes. I am only kidding. Oh, by the way, going back to your talk regarding Entertainment Earth last week, somebody actually made a good point. They said that they respectfully disagree with you because Entertainment Earth didn't technically take the money out. They don't take the money out until the product ships. So the fluctuation of price isn't as bad as the analogy of going to Target, paying for the item and walking out since they hadn't taken the money out.
1: I understand that. But again, it's an agreed upon price at the time of purchase. And while they didn't take the money out, that's really disheartening to see that on one hand, you got a great deal. And then here comes the sucker punch of, oh, wait, we're tacking on another 23 bucks onto that. It's just a kick in the nuts, dude. I mean, I I totally understand where he's coming from, that the money wasn't taken out. But at the same time, you agreed on a purchase price. And then after the fact, even though the money wasn't taken out, now they're telling you, oh, by the way, we're taking an extra $23 on top of that when we do charge you. It's just a kick in the nuts, dude. And I can totally see why people are pissed off about it. Me being one of them. A lot
2: of people actually weren't happy. So I'm still debating if I'm going to keep it.
1: Well, the way I have to look at it is chances are good that I'm going to have to go to the secondary market considering how frequently I see the ultimate editions on our pegs here, which is almost never. So chances of me actually finding them in store are going to be pretty slim. So I think I'm going to have to keep my order with them, but I think I am going to complain to try to get the free shipping deal out of it. So I'm paying 67 bucks for two figures.
2: Scott, that rounds out the news. We have the listener segment up next. We say we jump into it. Let's go talk to him. And I just wanna hear from my people.
1: Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just wanna hear from my people, and I just wanna listen. To the Scott, our
2: first audio submission comes in from.
1: Are you ready? I think so. Is it Hulk Hogan?
2: No, it's cooler.
1: Really. Yes. Um,
2: I'll give you the initials, T,
1: F. Hmm. T F. The suspense is killing me, dude. Play it.
2: Comes in from Travis Fowler. We'll see what Travis Fowler has to say.
0: Hey guys, wanted to share a, a story with you that kind of tickled me this week. Uh, my mom, or benefactor, has always helped finding figures. Um, you know, back in the day during Superpowers. I looked at the back and saw Green Lantern and Wonder Woman, and I had to have them, and, you know, she found them, found some wrestlers, found Spider-Man, you know. So she she understands, you know, that her son has been a figure collector and understands it a little bit. So um, she's a fan of this Facebook group that does Country Crafts or Shabby Chic, something like that. And the the girl that runs it, the lady that runs it, uh, posted... You know, on one of her videos said, hey, go to Dollar Tree and get this country calendar with a barn on it. I don't know the name of it. And all of her followers uh, then went to Dollar Tree to go buy these calendars. And my mom, you know, she's never dealt with toy scalpers or anything like this. She doesn't understand. So she just went to the local Dollar Tree and they had hundreds of calendars. But the only one that was missing from the box, her barn calendar. She then went to the next city over West Milton and saw all the calendars and walked up. No barn calendar again. So she calls me and says, hey, I know for your job you go out and around and you're, you're able to hit some spots. So if you hit, can you hit some of the Dollar Trees for me in the cities that you go in? I said, well, sure, Mom. No big deal. And then it got to the point I had to start FaceTiming my mom when I would go into the Dollar Tree to show her the calendars that were there that... Her beloved cabin or uh, barn calendar was not available, so she she just got frustrated. She's she she's learning the figure hunting and the toy spotting game. Like she would call and find out when they were getting their inventories, and then rush over. And they would have the calendars, but it was none of the calendars of that in that box were the ones that she was looking for. And she was checking four or five dollar trees because some cities have two dollar trees. And I said, Mom, you, do you realize how lucky you are? Like, there was only one Toys R Us in, in the city. You've got, like, $5 trees, so you've got you've got the odds this time. Just kind of egging her on. Well, about an hour ago, I get a FaceTime call from my mom, and I answer because I'm thinking she wants to talk to the kids. And she has got the biggest grin on her face. She goes, Travis, look what I found. And she holds up two of these barn calendars that she has been looking for for two months and she goes I can't believe I found it and I said let me guess when you walked in you saw it you didn't believe it you got excited your stomach dropped like on a roller coaster and you ran up and you grabbed it and then you had to check to see if there was any more that you needed so you grabbed that second one and she goes that's exactly it and then I ran to the cash register to check out because I didn't want the manager to tell me I could only buy one of these dollar calendars because so I, I bought two. And I said, Mom, you're officially in the game. You've been initiated. I said because going forward, now there's gonna be something else and you're gonna f- hunt for some Christmas craft now. So you're, you've officially been initiated into the figure game. So I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. Funny how. Being 39 now, the rules have changed and I am now looking for Dollar Tree calendars and crafts for my mom because some crazy lady in a craft Facebook group tells her that this is how, like, tells her this is how you make the crafts. So, uh, fun, uplifting story. Hope you guys like it. Uh, Have a great episode. Uh, Thanks, guys.
1: Travis, thank you for sending that in. It looks like, uh, Jeff, calendar spotting is officially something we should be discussing
2: yeah we need to find fluffy dogs (laughs) reptiles we we can't leave out uh, was it dilbert or the office guy yes
1: dilbert calendars yes
2: yes dilbert calendars for the uh you know the office guy not the show the office which is terrible but dilbert which is funny from the comics
1: you're just really poking bane over there aren't you
2: oh yeah dude oh yeah big time big time (laughs) Yeah. He said, I yell out Celeste to, he said, I wouldn't yell out Celeste to come get the radical skedaddle. I was was like, you know what? The reason I did that is because I couldn't touch that crap anymore. I couldn't even stand looking at it. I had to, I had to get somebody else to get it out of there.
1: Well, Travis, I am glad to hear that your mom did find the calendar. (laughs) It's awesome when you find that thing that you've been hunting for, be it a rare figure Or in this case, a rare calendar. I was still holding out hope by the end of the story that she had gone to Target and found some Cobra Troopers. I was waiting for the story to take a weird turn. But alas, it didn't it have the happy ending of finding the the barn calendar. So I'm happy that she found it. I'm glad she had that experience of hunting and finding. There's truly nothing that compares to it.
2: Mom gets that same way when she goes down to Disneyland and she gets into the park early because she has like some special pass or whatnot. She gets into the park early and gets into line for whether it be a Funko or a painting or a figurine that mom wants. And then when mom gets it, she always calls me. I got it, sweetie. I have it right here. <laughs> Oh, you got it, Mom? Yes. I. Okay, so I got in a line, and she starts describing the line, like, Mom, you just stood in line for an hour. And then I met these two people from <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay, Mom. And did you? are you inviting them to Thanksgiving dinner, Mom? <laughs> no, no. They're not coming to Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, okay, Mom. <laughs> I've had this conversation once or twice.
1: <laughs> Can I just say you do a really weird impersonation of Mom? <laughs>
2: i talk to her basically every day i should have it down right yeah
1: pretty much pretty much
2: <laughs> no i actually i'm happy for travis's mom finding that because now she understands what us collectors go through every single time we go to into a store and if they have something like he says there's that rush of excitement need to see if they have any more after we pick the figure off the peg do they, what else do they have you know, did they have any more from this elite 78, 79, whatever it may be, so on and so forth. So yeah, I'm. it's so funny hearing Travis describe the emotions that you go through when you find a figure to his mother.
1: I wonder if she ever went through the experience of having to ask if they had any more in the back and then be told, no, everything we have is out. That would just be like the icing on the cake, right?
2: Right, right. <laughs> That's like the
1: full experience of the hunt.
2: Thank you for sending that in, Travis. Scott, next question comes in from Bob. Bob says, hello, Fig Life Brothers. I am fairly new to collecting and have a pretty basic question. What is the difference between a scalper and a reseller? Besides the obvious one of one trying to create a large profit and the other insisting they help the community for cost plus shipping. Seems to me if you located in the same area as either group of people, it's one of the same. If you are in GBM territory or near the Ohio players and you are a novice collector, you would get screwed out of the figures you are looking for at retail price. Just as much as you would if you were in the same area as a scalper or group of scalpers. Just wanted to get your opinion on the subject. Thanks. Bobby
1: at far out wrestling. Bobby, thank you for the question. And it is a good one. Um, I guess if you are local to the people that are doing the reselling like GBM, for example, you would be missing out. But again, if you know that you're kind of around the same area as GBM, uh, granted, not everybody's going to know everybody that's in the same area as, as the other people that are hunting figures. But, I mean, you have to be able to throw up the the bat signal, so to speak, on Twitter and be like, hey, Fig Life, I'm looking for this. And then hopefully somebody in your area can help you out. But I'm – look, we're so starved out here for figures that I'm all about the resellers, man, like GBM. I, I don't even know if reseller is the right word. It's just helping people out, cost plus shipping you know, scalper is always that person that you mentioned that is trying to just get every single last penny out of the figure that they just found to either support their own hobby or to put extra money in their bank account, whatever it might be. Whereas GBM, and I'm just using him as the prime example here is the guy that is really trying to help. But I guess there is always somebody that's getting screwed in every situation, right? The road to hell is paved with good intentions, I guess, is the the phrase that I'm looking for here. But you know, every good intention, you know, there's going to be some sort of repercussion from that. Right. And I guess that's the guy that's in the same area as the guy that's trying to help people in the fig life community. He's the one that gets screwed out of finding the figures. But you know, again, I guess that all goes into the thrill of a hunt and at least your area is getting figures. So you have every chance as good as that guy that's helping the community of finding those figures. But it's just, it's part of the game, right? But I call the reseller, I guess, the greater good in the guy that's trying to help other people find those figures that either in their area, scalpers are running rampant, or they're just not getting figures in the guy that's reselling at cost plus shipping is the greater good. And the scalper is just that guy trying to make a penny out of our toy community, which I, I cannot stand. So to me, there is a big difference. You've got the greater good versus the guy that's just trying to make a profit. So I'll always be in the greater goods corner.
2: I agree with you, dude. And I don't see it as one in the same. No, definitely not. As as Bobby mentioned, the scalper is basically somebody that is walking around. I don't know if anybody has seen this, but there is this box and it's like a, I don't even know what it is. It's like a little scanner that Bluetooth's up to your phone well, somebody will scan the barcode and it pops up on your phone, what those prices are going for on eBay. And that person's looking for GI Joe's wrestling figures, whatever toy NECA, whatever it is. And they're looking to profit off those figures. That to me is a scalper where I see GBM as Robin hood, who is helping other people out in the community. And now that's like what Scott just said. It, There's always that flip side of the coin of somebody else kind of getting screwed in the deal. But GBM has good intentions. When you create this community, when you get into this community, you gain so many friends. And GBM is helping out his friends. Just like we would do for GBM or if we could. like I would love to repay GBM somehow. But GBM has friends now across the country that need help. And GBM is looking out for his friends. Same with the Ohio players. They are now a cohesive unit. They're a big group that are looking out for each other, that are looking out for friends. And you do that for friends. And so that, to me, is the big, big difference between Scalper and what GBM is doing. Like Scott said, we're using GBM as a prime example because GBM does look out for his friends.
1: And I think, too, the guys that do do the, and just to go back to to GBM as the prime example here, the guys that do resell at cost plus shipping have a love for what they're reselling, a love for that hobby, whereas the scalper is just in it for the money and couldn't give a crap about what he's selling.
2: I've been into a few Facebook groups, and I've seen numerous people who got the AEW figures right off the bat. And they're like, Oh, I got the AEW figures, uh two hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. Shipped.
1: Yep. Yeah. They don't care about the hobby at all. It's not about that, yeah. it's about the money.
2: Exactly. That to me is a scalper. Where GBM is like, hey, what are you guys looking for? You need Kenny Omega? Cost plus shipping. You know, yes. the, the fig life way, it's cost plus shipping. I in no way are we painting GBM into a bad light. And and granted is because he is our friend. It's because he's doing the greater good for not only as friends but for a community like scott said you can always reach out to the community hey or even check out the doing the favor website where they sell figures on there for cost plus shipping and figures are going up there all the time people are posting figures all the time so check out twitter send out a send out the bat signal hey anybody find x matt riddle io shirai i'm just throwing out names right now but just send out that bat signal and Somebody will hopefully come to the defense and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got one, man, cost plus shipping. That's what we recommend. Bobby, thank you for your question. We appreciate it. That was actually a very good question. Glad you sent that in. Scott, our next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott. JT here back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to ask you guys, what wrestler and attire would you like to see be a voting choice for the fan takeover line? I'm going to have to say Bam Bam Bigelow's gray flames attire he wore in ECW. Other than the fact that we need more Bam Bam elites, his gray attire is the only one we haven't gotten so far. So everybody knows the fan takeover line. They put out three different outfits for one wrestler. So for example, they'll put out X-Pac and they had NWO X-Pac and um, uh, two other different looks of X-Pac. So fans get to go on and choose. So, Scott, who would you like to see have attire choices for wrestlers?
1: Well, normally they do four wrestlers and three outfits or three attires each, correct? That's how the fan vote uh, works?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, they put out four wrestlers, but I was using X-Pac as an example. It's just one person.
1: Okay. So, since it's normally four, do you want to go like a two and two here? I'll pick two names. You take two?
2: Yes. Let's do that.
1: Okay. So... My first name out of the hat is going to be, let's go, ooh, man. Let's go Rey Mysterio. I know we have a ton of Rey Mysterio figures already, but look, he sells, right? And it's not like he's as plentiful on the pegs as AJ is. So let's pull Rey Mysterio out of the hat. And I'm going to go three different attires on him. I'm going to go WrestleMania 25. And that one was his Joker attire. And I know they can't do the Joker, but they can do a play on it. Like when they did his flash gear in Mattel and it was like a Hawk or something. And the flash symbol mm-hmm. from when he was flash at WrestleMania, I believe it was 20. They just kind of made it look like flash, but it wasn't flash. Cause obviously they can't use the DC property. So let's go WrestleMania 25 in his Joker attire. Let's go. Let's make it a WrestleMania theme here. Screw it. WrestleMania 27. And that was his Captain America attire. Of course, they have to dance around the licensing again. And one that I was at, let's go WrestleMania 19 in his Daredevil attire. I know Jax did that one, but I would like to see Mattel do his Daredevil attire. That was one of my favorites. And plus, we were at WrestleMania 19. So there's my three Rays. Let's vote between those. Okay. Uh, Obviously, I would go for the Joker attire. That would be my vote. Same here. Same here. Because they've already done the Daredevil one in Jax, but... Being more of a DC fan than a Marvel fan, I'd love to see Joker as well.
2: So, my first one is going to cause everybody to go, wait, what? And bear with me, my first one is AJ Styles. Wait, what? Hold on, I know everybody's like, dude, you have been trashing how many AJs (laughs) have been on the pegs lately. (laughs) And to that I say, yes, you are 100% correct, but... What are we getting? We're getting the same AJ Styles, just a bigger forehead and a different repaint, right? Don't give me that look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not, Do we get to vote on how many we see on the pegs at any given time at Walmart too?
2: No, no, no. Sad. Now I know everybody's like, hey, Jeff, this is wrong. You shouldn't be putting AJ out there. And I'm like, yes, hold on.
1: Give me a chance to speak. So does lighting his torches right now. And grabbing his pitchfork. (laughs) And grabbing all those AJ Styles and driving east. He's going to drive him to your house and throw him on your front
2: doorstep. What if we went back in time and did AJ's TNA look as one of the figures? Because they did Daniel Bryan's, you know, dragon attire
1: from Ring of Honor days, right? Okay. So in the same breath, you could do AJ from his ROH run, which would be very similar to his NJPW run. This is stuff
2: that you could vote on. I mean, I don't see why they couldn't go back and do that look. I mean, I it, granted, it wasn't under the WWE umbrella, but neither was Daniel Bryan's dragon attire, right?
1: Okay. Okay, got it. So th- that's one, his TNA look. Then his
2: NJPW ROH look, where it was the shorter hair, but it was growing out. Okay, I like that. And I need one more. I need one more. Mm. We could do his very first WCW look when he showed up in WCW before Nitro ended.
1: Oh, well, that would, they could have no problem doing.
2: Exactly. So, but it's almost similar to his TNA look, except the TNA look, he would just have the vest, you know, the short hair and, or (laughs) how about when he was part of, what was that faction he was part of? Fortune? (laughs) Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Any one of those three for AJ, because that's something to kind of spice up AJ. You know, we have so many AJ figures out there, except something with a different look, such as
1: that. You can almost hear the collective groan from the listeners when you said AJ Styles. It was almost audible, and we haven't even dropped this yet. But I heard them groan right when you said AJ Styles. I heard that too. So I'm going to pick one more name out of the hat for my group of two. Kind of a left turn here. I'm going to go Zelina Vega. And people are like, what, Zelina? But think about it, dude. She had two Royal Rumble appearances where she went video game cosplay. And that was awesome. Because at Royal Rumble 2019, she went Vega from Street Fighter. Royal Rumble 2020, she went Sindel from Mortal Kombat. And to round out the group of three, I'm going to go WrestleMania from this year. She had that black and gold top that had skulls on the shoulders. Yes. Which was badass. So you could have Zelina as a wrestler or you could have Zelina as a manager. Pick which one you want and there's your fan central figure.
2: Which one would you vote for?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Ah, uh, those are all good. I'm probably going to go Royal Rumble 2019 because she had the Vega mask and that would be an accessory. And she had the, the, oh gosh, what do you call them? Like the spikes that come out of the hand, the, I guess it's almost like a gauntlet.
2: Oh, Edward Scissors hand, Yeah. Uh,
1: something like that. Or Wolverine. Yes. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With those two accessories, <laughs> I would go with something like that. Um, I would pick that one. As long as I got the accessories, I would go that one.
2: Okay. My last one would be Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Now I know we just got VKM just recently, but it's not like we get a lot of Vinces, so I like your I like your call here. Uh, thank you, thank you. Three attires. Uh, the night he revealed himself, it was me all along, Austin. You know that that thing. Okay. That would be the first one that people could vote on. Second one would be just Vince in his old school jean raw jacket.
1: Uh, jean raw. So we're talking like ninety three, ninety four. Mm- wasn't it more 98, 99? Oh, the black jean
2: jacket. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I should have probably... Yeah, good call. Yeah.
1: Oh, gotcha. Okay, so like Attitude Era Vince almost. Y- yep. Before he was like, I'm the asshole owner. Like he was the in-ring uh, interviewer. He was commentary. Okay, I like that one. And actually, Jax did one of those too. It wasn't very good, but I would love to see Mattel take their stab at it. Yeah, it was a hideous. That was very bad. Maybe he'll be like uh, the Jim Ross figure that said War Tony... <laughs> on the chest.
2: <laughs> and then I need one more Vince. So let's go, I guess you could go suit, maybe WrestleMania 25. So like a more, a more modern looking Vince. Yeah, you could go that way out. Yeah, let's go more modern.
1: Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Those are three good choices.
2: Uh, The one I
1: would probably choose is the one with the jean jacket. I'd almost go for more of a modern Vince because I've got that elite that was basically him from the 80s. And I, I don't really have a modern Vince. So I think I'd vote for that one. That'd be a cool looking figure, I think.
2: Can't go wrong with any Vince McMahon if you think about it. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah. Can't have enough Vince's in the collection. Well, unless he starts to saturate like AJ, then you can have too many Vince's. Then we're dropping him off at Target in the next state. Now that I think about it,
2: you could actually have Vince McMahon with the cloak. Just take like Undertaker's cloak off and just drop it on Vince, and then you have that figure.
1: Yeah, the reveal one, totally.
2: So that would be the four we would choose from. You guys tell us. Who do you guys want to see and have options? You maybe a Jerry another Jerry Lawler, maybe? Maybe China? China's
1: on the table. Yeah, go for it. I would love to see that. I would almost go wish list here, but it doesn't like you could take Barry Darso, for example. Like, okay, do you want him as Smash? Do you want him as Repo Man? Or do you want him as that stupid golfer gimmick that he had in WCW? Or do you want Blacktop Bully? Like, which one do you want <laughs> of Barry Darso? But they don't have him in a deal, which I know we've been harping on this the last couple of weeks, but they really, really need to work on getting some of those guys that had figures way back when that are going on the secondary market now for, like, anywhere from, say, 75 to 250 bucks a figure. That's ridiculous. If you're trying to backfill your collection, that makes it almost impossible. So they need to get those guys under a deal again. Start putting out new figures of them.
2: That's all legal mumbo-jumbo. That's all under WWE Legends stuff. But those are, like you said, those are wish lists. We need those guys like Demolition, like Road Warriors, King Kong Bundy, Akeem, One Man Gang, whatever it may be. We need those guys back under a
1: deal. Absolutely. It just, it opens up the book to more Legends figures. And as I said, I've been, I've been really collecting a lot of Legends. So that would definitely open up my wallet to more purchases for sure.
2: So you're going to get the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, when he comes out in the Legends line?
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Absolutely, yeah. And I'll be buying the Macho Man and the Andre with the ring cards. Going to buy that Piper and Mr. T2 pack. So, yeah, definitely going Legends heavy for sure.
2: Scott, that rounds out the listener segment. We are going to play Who Did It Better? And you guys will find out who we chose. Scott, it is time to
1: play Who Did It Better, and who did we choose this week? Thankfully, Jeff, there was no tragedy to where we had to pick a Who Did It Better, but this week, we are taking what some would argue is the greatest tag team of all time. And again, thankfully, there was no tragedy that sparked us doing Who Did It Better. I happened to be watching old ECW, Jeff, and these guys came on the screen, and I was like, these guys are screaming that we need to do a Who Did It Better? And the subject of this week's Who Did It Better, in case you haven't guessed already, is the Dudley Boys. And a lot of people would argue they're the greatest of all time because everywhere that they've wrestled, they've won championships. They are a heavily decorated tag team, one of the best of all time. In my top five, they're number two. And obviously, Road Warriors will always be my number one. But anybody that's like, the Dudleys are the best of all time, I can't argue against it. I really can't. The stats are there to prove it. Longevity, the the same two guys together. They were good individually. They were good as a tag team. Just wrestled in every single promotion. You name it, they won gold there. So this week, we're talking who did it better. Dudley boys edition.
2: Dudleys have had quite a few figures that span through ECW, WWE, WWE Jacks also, and then on to TNA. Then back to WWE. So they've had quite a few figures. So, Scott, why don't you give us the rundown?
1: So instead of going over every single set of Dudleys, because as we know, Jax really did the Dudley boys to death. I mean, singles, tag team packs, you name it. They did it. All their different looks. So what I did, Jeff, to kind of pare down the list a little bit is I picked out some highlights. And these are just a few of mine. Of course, first and foremost, their very first figures out of the shoot are the OSFTM ECW individually carded Dudley boys and these were really uh, they were posable figures they were on the smaller side and I absolutely loved them and they did a great job of capturing what the Dudleys looked like in the mid to late 90s this was kind of their older look Bubba was heavier set he had a molded on bandana which I thought was really really cool They had their glasses molded on, but they really, really captured the Dudleys perfectly. I I have no complaints about those figures. We've covered them in our nostalgia segment, the ECW line. And I think we even talked about it when we were doing the assortments. The Dudley boys were so well done. And for being their first figures out the gate, these were incredible. My only knock against them is that they didn't come with a set of tag team belts. That would have made these, in my mind, perfect figures
2: a fantastic figures right out of the shoot. Like you said, for those, I mean, I love the ECW line as it is, but you're hundred percent correct. Those Dudleys were crushed.
1: Absolutely. And I mentioned they're kind of on the smaller side. They weren't in scale with Jack. So you couldn't do your, your dream matches or anything. They weren't even in scale really with the toy biz WCW figures. They were a little bit smaller than that, but what they lacked in size or scale to the other assortments that were out there from WCW and WWF They made up for in quality and likeness. They're perfect Dudley Boyz figures. I love them. Like I said, my only knock against them is that they did not come with the tag team titles. And we know a heavyweight championship was made. Unfortunately, we did not get the tag team championship on these guys. Next up, going to move over to Jack's WWF and their rulers of the ring. And this would have been the set that was in the rulers of the ring where they were in the blue camo. They were individually carded. Great looking figures. I actually was at Toys R Us once a day in Stockton hunting these things. I had moved out to uh, Stockton and every single day when these came out, I was at Toys R Us. I had gotten wind that they were released. Other places were finding them. I was at Toys R Us every day hunting these things down. Couldn't believe the day I walked in. They were sitting on the pegs. As Travis talked about with his mom's barn calendar, just Doing backflips, the excitement, your stomach dropped. Oh my goodness, I found the Dudley boys. Picked them up, took them home. This is when I was not a mint on card guy. Cracked them open. Was so happy to have Dudley's figures. They came with glasses, which was even better. So they made my list as some of the highlights in the Dudley boys figures.
2: And like you said, Jax did so many Dudley figures.
1: They did. And I've got two more sets of Dudley's from Jax. Uh, Their ECW pay-per-view, which they called the return of ECW because they couldn't put one night stand on a figure package, but these would have been the Dudleys from one night stand, 2005. And they were in the main event that night and they had their jeans and their purple Dudley boy shirts on. And to me, those are some of the best Dudley boys figures ever done. Agreed. Next up, I've got the Jack's best of ECW where they really captured the spirit of that OSFTM look, and updated it in Jack's scale, and that was the best of ECW from Jacks, both Devon and Bubba Ray, killer looking figures, and it was more of that tie dye old school look of the Dudley Boys. Next up, Jeff, I've got Mattel Elite 45, and this is where both guys were in their red camo, and last but not least, Mattel Battle Pack number 41. And they were in their gray camo on that one. So just a quick assortment of some of the best Dudley Boys figures that we've been given.
2: Well, we can't leave out the TNA figures. Well, you could.
1: Why? You could. They weren't...
2: Uh, so, uh,
1: I don't, they just didn't capture Bubba Ray very well to me. They didn't get his body type. He was more on the heavier set side. And Jax didn't really capture that in their TNA line. With the WWF figures, they did. But he just... I don't know. They didn't really capture the Bubba Ray body type to me. So that's why I didn't put them on my list. So they came out
2: with a TNA cross the line two pack with the Dudleys or a team three D I should say for TNA and Bubba was trimmed down because Bubba was really trimmed down at that time. So I thought they did a really good job on that one. Um, I don't want to leave out Devon from the Marvel TNA line.
1: Yes. I didn't include those because they didn't make a Bubba Ray.
2: I understand. I did want to throw it in there. I didn't want to give it recognition because I thought that that figure was really cool. Um, it
1: is a good figure. I agree with you.
2: Also with the Jack's TNA figure, they made that Bubba Ray where he was he had the trucker hat. I thought they did a really good job capturing Bubba after Bubba dropped all that weight.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. And uh, and again, as a standalone single figure, that's a great figure. Uh, what was it called Aces and Eights or something like that?
2: Yeah, that, I think yeah, that, that was, he was Oh god, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, but they did a great job of capturing Bubba Ray from that specific group. As with Devon in the Marvel line, they did a great job of capturing Devon, but they didn't come out with a Bubba Ray in the Marvel line, and they didn't have a Devon to match up with that Bubba Ray in the TNA line. So that's that's why none of the TNA figures really made my list, and I didn't like that cross the line two pack. Again, personal preference, personal opinion.
2: I I understand. I understand. I mean, it's wrong, but I understand. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, so those made your list then, but those for me were some of the highlights of all of the Dudley figures that we've gotten over the years. So, I'm sure you could tell by how I just gushed about them in the in the announcement. The OSFTMs are my favorite Dudley boys. They were the first Dudley boys figures I ever had. I couldn't believe when I found them on the pegs because I thought I was going to have to kill somebody to get those figures. I figured it was going to be a bunch of Shane Douglas's and Taz's on the shelf and Sabu. And when I saw the Dudleys, I was overjoyed, more overjoyed, actually, that they had both of them. And it wasn't going to be a situation where I found one, but not the other found both of them, loved them to this day. My favorite Dudley boys figures.
2: I'm going to actually, because maybe because I stare at them all day, but I'm going to go with best of ECW figures. I have a autographed to my left right now. I love the way they got Bubba's body type.
1: Yes. Agree for
2: Bubba at that time. And I love the outfit that Devon's in. Now, I am opposite of Scott on this one because I do like the TNA Jax line. I think that they did a good job because Bubba shredded up. He just dropped a ton of weight and he looked fantastic. And I thought Jax did a great job capturing his body type at that time. I think that the TNA Marvel Devon is excellent as well because I thought that they did a great job on that line. Shout out Ma- Matt Carlos. That's his favorite line. But for me... I love them. I love Bubba and the tie-dye. I, it, the body type is perfect. Devon, the suspenders, the jean suspenders and the tie-dye shirt. Fantastic. Comes with a ladder. Bubba comes with a table. Fantastic figures. I'm going those. Plus, they're sentimental to me because you got them for me for my birthday. Oh, what? did I? Yeah, you did. So, for my birthday one year, you snagged all of the best of WCW Jax figures and all of the best of the ECW Jax figures for my birthday one year.
1: Oh, I don't even remember that. What a hell of a brother. Wow. Yeah, this guy's this guy's pretty cool. You're really, really lucky.
2: Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. I mean, <laughs> I've never met him. According to mom and dad, they just used to throw fish heads down into the basement. But stu- dude still bought me wrestling figures. I thought that was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> That's incredible he had the money to do that. What a guy.
2: <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go with those Dudley figures. No knock against the ECW OSFTMs. No knock against... The Mattels, no knock against the Jax TNA lines, just going with the Jax best of ECW figures.
1: Yeah, those are really good. And again, those were on my list of highlights. I love the Mattel elites, which actually go for quite a bit now. Uh, The battle pack I thought was really good too, because you had a table with it. That was a great accessory choice. But I guess for me, nostalgia always kind of wins. But even when you go back and look at that Devon and Bubba Ray from the OSFTM ECW line, they're outstanding. That Devon is so good. They were poseable. You could have great matches with them. And just, they so captured the Dudley boys. And to this day are my favorite Dudley boys figures. But we've had some so-so eh, Dudley's figures. But I would say a majority of them have been really, really, really well done. Really well done. I really like that Rulers of the Ring set that came out. Those are some of my favorite Dudley's too. The ones from One Night Stand, I think that they knocked those out of the park. But just for playability factors, for look factors, for me, it's OSFTM.
2: Scott, that rounds out the show. Um, is there any Dudley figures on Wrestling Toy Tracker? Let me see.
1: Hmm.
2: Well, let's go down the line. LJN on Wrestling, nope. Toy- on Wrestling Toy Tracker. LJN, Galoops, Hasbro. So, nope, nope, nope. Defining Moments, nope. Retros, nope. Just Toys Bend'em. Nope. nope. But if you do want to look into any of those lines or start up any of those lines, check out Wrestling Toy Tracker. Check out their website. Great website to see what carded and loose figures of those series go for. So check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Make sure you're not getting screwed on the secondary market. Scott Eagle Moss.
1: Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone or a gift for yourself, look no further than Eagle Moss. They have a great assortment of properties under their umbrella from DC to Battlestar Galactica to Star Trek and, of course, to WWE, where we love their statues. If you subscribe to their service, they will send you a ring to display those statues in. The statues come packaged in a full-color box with a full-color magazine on the backside, plastic window on the front featuring the performer inside. Legends, current superstars, you name them—they've got them. Ego Moss on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore.
2: Side note, dude, I'm looking at the Jacks Classic Brian Knobbs that I have autographed to my right. Holy crap, that left hand is huge on him. <laughs> I don't know why I just caught that. Like, So his right hand is that C grip, but the left hand is like kind of spread out like a big old bear paw. And literally, it's like the size of a bear paw. That thing is huge.
1: <laughs> Do you know what that was? That was Chinese New Year. <laughs> That's what happened to that hand. That's why it's a ham steak.
2: Breaker and Bane are, I'm going to say they're back in our good graces.
1: Our, Our, they've always been in mine.
2: No, they're not in your good graces. Well, they're no, always
1: in my good graces. That's
2: right. You took them balloons last week.
1: Yes. I did. Yes.
2: Hey, guys, here's my
1: balloons. And a few radical skedaddles because we're awesome. Ugh,
2: gross. They were drink, Uh, Breaker was drinking Purple Haze this past week. Yeah, Purple Haze. Now that's one we can all get behind. But I want you guys to check out Breaker and Bane Power Hour where they talk wrestling toys and always have a guest on so check out breaker and bane check out Breaker's side project back to the nintendo check out doing the favor over there they talk wrestling wrestling figures they're touching on a bunch of different subjects great take on the nfl by the way from eric this past week so check out doing the favor and also check out their website for SKUs upc's and anything else that links up to BrickSeek or Pop Finder. So check out doing the PPW podcast, Steven Eric over there doing a fun nostalgia segment, Wrestling Cheers, Ohio-based independent podcast held by Justin Summers. Great job by Justin hosting that show over at Wrestling Cheers. Check out the Chick Foley show, wrestling figures, wrestling talk, wrestling merchandise, fun show over there with Seth, Marco, and Sheena. Check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Shout out, RJ. Great job. You got Chris Van Vliet on for a show. Nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Great job, RJ. Check out Ringside Rant. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Fun show over there. I enjoy listening to it every single week. The Federation Fanatic podcast with Owen Anderson. I do a show, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts on the Lucha Central Network. This past week, we just put out our show with Roy Lucher. Now, Scott, Roy Lucher has every single Kellyon figure the Mexican line went one series 12 figures he has every single one he also started with LJN's awesome awesome dude he tells stories about meeting the wrestlers going to dinner with the wrestlers it, it great show love talking to Roy what everybody to listen to Marty and Sarah love wrestling check out trivia with Bud's daily and Scott drunk wrestling history
1: yes Check us out on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. We talk wrestling cards, wrestling feuds, wrestling matches, and we just have a good time. There's three of us. One of us is sober. Two of us are not, but we're always having a good time on the show. Again, we're on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk.
2: I just saw a meme that Chad Ecto Young just shared. And it says when you ate all the pizza rolls and then remember the good times when you still had pizza rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I love Chad. He's hilarious, dude.
1: Makes me laugh every single day.
2: <laughs> Scott, roll call.
1: Yes, of course. The way we start it every single week. The great Jason Wolf. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jason WLF or better yet, head over to his website, Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E draws.com where you can get in touch with the man himself. Maybe do a commission through him. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. He doesn't just do wrestling. You name it. He can do it. The dude's incredibly talented. Again, on Twitter, at Jason WLF. Or check out his website where you can get in touch with the man himself. Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. And, Jeff, this week we're going to touch on a few figure photographers On Twitter, at WWE Retro Stars. On Twitter at bud, B-U-D, underscore, light, L-I-G-H-T, here, H-E-R-E, at fig, underscore, foundation, and finally, at dark, D-A-R-C, underscore, rain, R-E-I-G-N. Check those guys out if you want to brighten up your timeline with some figure photography. And, Jeff, that rounds out roll call.
2: Dark rain does some excellent, excellent work. Scott, for episode 244
1: anything else damn you taco bell for not bringing back my mexican pizza yet you're still threatening to take it away in two months and i haven't forgiven you stay safe stay healthy fig license 2016 and happy toy hunting
2: what's the petition up to how many signatures
1: one million is it really up to a million no, I don't know. It should be. It should be actually past that. It should be like 48 million by now.
2: <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 244. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios.
1: Uh, yeah. Fully holds Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, M-O-C. Happy toy hunting. We'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable. Thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline. real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios from the Kings.